Hello, it's Heather from the Sunshine and Power Cuts podcast. From the 11th to the 17th of August 2018, I am hosting the second Sunshine Summit. It's a week of live streams with amazing content creators and the theme of celebrating connections. All the details for the upcoming summit, as well as replays from the first summit we held in March, can be found on the sunshineandpowercuts.com website on the Sunshine Summit 2018 tab. So check it out, and if you know the guests, we'd love for you to come and celebrate with us. But if they're new to you, come along and learn more about them during the summit. We look forward to celebrating with you. Beginning on that old podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. If you're new to the show, what I do here is I ramble and rant and I kind of just empty out whatever the hell is going on in my head, and I tell you about some podcasts that I think you should check out, and I wrap it all up with the Jackass of the Week. Somebody just stupid enough to get my attention, I guess. <laughs> so, how you doing out there in internet land? I, I don't know why I was singing that. So, I kind of had sort of an epiphany this week about myself. Not one of those big, like, I was doing deep introspection kind of things. But one of those... I just kind of realized, I guess I've always kind of felt this way about myself, but I never really thought about it. And I, I, I guess the title kind of gives it away if you read the title, but before all the rambling gets too, too far along, let's check in with the weather. Seriously, he's doing a clip about the weather, like a designated clip about the weather. Okay, I'm getting this out of the way because I've talked about the weather like every episode for like the last month because yay, monsoon season. But literally the day after last, the last show, so Wednesday, so on Thursday, you know, last week I talked about storms hit really hard on Monday. Well, on Thursday, literally my area, like my little area of surprise got hit with a another col- collision of storms, dust storm, and a big, uh, like, microburst, hit my a little area so hard that my wife actually had to call me from work, or call me at work, to say, our windows were leaking in the house because the wind and the rain were so strong, they were forcing, and, and of all these other storms we've had, never happened. But suddenly the windows are leaking because the storm is that hard and there's that much wind. And there's that there was actually that much damage done from this storm. And I realized last week I said, you know, the 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 trees that were still standing were all the tough trees because there were so many big storms so far that all the wimpy trees have already gotten taken out. This storm took out all the tough trees too. My neighborhood just looked it looked like a tornado, really. The, uh, one of the local TV stations actually had a helicopter flying over the area the next morning 
with like a Facebook live stream showing all the damage caused when we got up and it was funny. Uh, we actually, my wife actually took the day off. So we, because we had kind of damage control to do, we had to replace uh, some of the window coverings and things that were the water damage and all these kind of things. But we actually got up early and went to get donuts, basically just as an excuse to drive around the neighborhood and, uh, and observe the damage. There were no less, and I couldn't even see all of them, but there were no less than 10 monstrous, probably four foot around, big mesquite trees completely ripped out of the ground from that storm in one park. Just one park. Driving around my neighborhood, it looked, it genuinely looked like maybe a, a, an F1 tornado category one hurricane had actually hit my neighborhood. It actually made it on the news. My little subdivision took so much damage and there were so many downed trees. There's a eucalyptus and I, there's actually eucalyptus in Phoenix. Not sure why they put them, but whatever. There's a eucalyptus that was up on the corner by my house that looks like it exploded. The entire top of this tree snapped and it just looked completely splintered and jagged and looked, it looked like the top of this tree exploded. There were, you know, I talked about the golf courses that are right there. The fences are blown down from the golf courses, trees all over the place. There was, there were a lot of roads that just were blocked by trees. It was actually quite difficult to get around my neighborhood when I came home that Thursday night during the storm because I had to come home and we had to deal with water and shit water's getting in the house. It was actually difficult to get through the roads because there were so many downed trees and I actually had some neighbors, they, they had trees fall on their cars just like in the those, uh, was it Allstate commercial? Not Allstate. I forget. The, I think it's Allstate. But the, uh, the mayhem, <laughs> those mayhem commercials you know, shaky, shaky. Well, I had neighbors whose trees went shaky, shaky right onto their cars. And a lot of them who had a big tree in their yard completely blocked their front door. Another person had a probably a five foot around mesquite. And this was like a neighborhood. This is like a community tree just outside. Crashed through their brick wall on the outside of their yard or their their house. And I'm just like, shit, the damage is just ridiculous. They're still cleaning it up. It's been almost a week now, almost six days as of this. And there are still tons of tree stumps and upturned trees and branches. And just, they're still, they're still cleaning up the damage from this storm. Whereas every other big storm that's come through, yeah, it was all clear. You know, we didn't lose power. That's the one thing in, in my neighborhood, as hard as it was, we didn't lose power out here. It fluttered a little bit, but we did not lose power during the storm. But yeah, there's still, you know, all the other storms damage was cleared. Any trees that went, were down were it was all taken care of in a day. There are still city crews cleaning up trees on the main roads. There are my neighborhood, uh, the HOA, uh, the landscapers for the neighborhood parks and everything are still, and they've been all hands on deck since Friday morning. They, there were five trucks. There were probably 20 guys 
at the park when I was saying there was about 10 trees down, there were probably about 20 guys at the park with chainsaws and trucks and all of their equipment to get these trees cleared off of the sidewalks and get them out of the roads and safety hazards and all that. A lot of them are still laying there. A lot of them were, we got them cleared away from being a danger. We'll worry about the rest of the stumps later, but there's a lot of trees still laying there and they've just been slowly, you know, clearing it out. The damage is so bad. I couldn't believe it. I didn't see any houses damaged, you know, other than trees landing on cars. But, man, that was crazy. Okay, I talked about it. I needed to get the weather bit out of the way. And I talked about it way longer than I intended to. But enough with the weather. Okay, so. Got that out of the way. Now, when I say uh, this whole epiphany, and it's kind of, it, it's very, uh, what's the right word? It's not ironic, unless you're Alanis Morissette. Uh, it's. It is an interesting coincidence that the same week I sort of have this epiphany is the same week that the Sunshine Summit uh, begins. And not to put it into a, a plug for the Sunshine Summit. I did that. That's why I stuck that at the beginning of the show. But it's kind of funny that I just sort of had this realization that I'm really bad at having friends. Like, really bad. And maybe it's just because I've, I've, when I was a kid, you know, I was bullied a little bit. I was a skinny kid. I was shy. I was nerdy. And so I was kind of bullied and I didn't really get along with most people. I was, it was hard for me to make friends. And then I didn't really stay in a place and I didn't keep friends for very long. And a lot of the time I ended up making you know, my, the social, the handful of social groups that I ever did have were, were, we were kind of the outcast. And, and I've said before, I'm, I'm more on the introverted side, even though I sit here and ramble and empty my entire brain out and every week, but I don't see you. That's a really big thing. I don't see you when you're listening to this. And I think that's part of why I don't do like Facebooky live type stuff. I did one time and I said, oh, I'm going to do more. No. Why? I'm not photogenic. I don't look good on camera. Um, even though I'm going to be on camera for the Sunshine Summit this weekend. Um, but I, when I'm doing this, I'm talking to the, to the ether. I'm, I'm, you know, in front of me is just my computer screen and I can see that and I can see the little blue lines of, of the, the, what represents the sound of my voice as I turn on the radio thingy, my Bob. So I sound like that. And suddenly you get all sing songy. I have no clue why I did that. My brain just turns shit on anyway. Um, I, I, I kind of, I guess this kind of came from, I guess, two things. One, like, I, I've talked about Heather from Sunshine and Power Cats a bunch. And, you know, she's a really good friend. She's really awesome. And Emily from The Story Behind, um, Chris from The Mole Man Show, and, and Mike Jolitz. And I've talked in the past about so many of my podcast friends. And they're all really great people and they all have friends and they all really like they're, they're really good friends. 
but I feel like my self seclusion and, and, and introversion keep me from being a very good friend to those people that I do consider friends. And, you know, for the longest I was, Heather and I kept in touch. We would not go more than a few days without at least checking in just, Hey, here's a message, whatever, you know, Hey, how you been? Haven't heard from you in a while. And when we did our little, our pre uh, summit call uh, the other day, Oh, I guess it was last week. Um, we kind of realized that we, we haven't been keeping in touch as much as we were as much as we like to, but we've also both been busy. And I mean, life happens and sometimes you can't keep in touch with your friends as much as you want to. And, you know, Emily is a good friend, but I also work for Emily <laughs> to a certain degree. But also working with Emily also gives me more opportunity to have a, a good friendly relationship and, and the things she's doing to help me in my podcasting career, you know, it, she's, she is a better friend than I deserve in, the, in this. And it's like, I, I'm pretty sure I said before, I want to induct her because she's totally going to get there. When Emily gets into the podcasters hall of fame, I want to induct her if only for the help that she's given me in helping start my career in podcasting. But you know, I, but I don't, you know, I don't have friends really like, you know, there's been a couple of the, you know, I, I work with a bunch of guys. I have friendly relationships and when I'm at work, I'm friendly with the guys at work and we'll chat and we all know, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, giving each other shit, uh, cracking jokes, you know. I have my work friends, but I've always had sort of a mindset. Maybe it's just because I was always in management. And so it was always one of those, you cannot, you don't fraternize with the employees. Why? Because it creates a conflict of interest later, possibly. But I've always had a separation of work people. And like, I'm friendly with work people and I got friends at work. Fine. That's at work. When I leave work, I don't socialize with, and I've told all the guys, I was like, I don't want anything to do with you assholes when I leave here. <laughs> Every, even when we do like company functions, like I don't go to the company Christmas party. I don't do company social functions because like one, it's a pain in the ass. I've got, I feel bad doing those sort of things when, you know, leave my wife and, and kids at home. Like I'm going to go off and, and play laser tag and have a big, you know, dinner and play games and do all this shit with all the guys from work and leave my wife and kids at home. And she's got to wrangle all the boys. Now that kind of sucks. I I feel shitty doing something like that. But even that aside, I don't necessarily want to go hang out with them. And it's nothing against them necessarily. Really? I just, I don't. And I, and like I said, I'm, I'm pretty friendly with, you know, a lot of the guys there, there's a handful of them that were like, eh, whatever. It was like, we work well together, but I wouldn't necessarily call us friends. Like, but at the same time, I've known these guys for a long time. I've been with this company on and off and known these guys for almost seven years. So especially some of the older, the techs and, and things, and I've known these guys for a long time. And so 
know, we know, we know about each other's families. I've never met their families because I don't socialize with these people outside of work. But, you know, things like that. I'm, these are people that I could, you know, have absolutely every normal, understandable reason to be friends with and to go and hang out with and socialize with. They, most every one of them all do social things and they, hey, we're going to the movies or like, yeah, the three of us, we're going out to uh, go paintballing or we're going to go do this or we're, we're working on my car or whatever. And we're just hanging out, whatever. It's like, yes. And I realized that again, my position as being an old fogey and being the, when I think about it, I think I'm actually, there is a set of twins and then there's me. And the twins are only about, they're a few months older than me. So we're the old guys. But, you know, other, aside from that, you know, my, I'm married. I have four kids. I live far away from everybody else intentionally. But I'm not very good at this whole being friends thing. And there have actually been multiple occasions where some of the guys from work have said, hey, uh, I think it was actually when a Batman versus Superman came out. And around that time, my brother had actually moved back to Texas. And so I went from having my little brother that I could hang out with and do stuff with. And because we liked watching superhero movies and doing nerd stuff and and doing all that sort of, we did all that stuff together because our wives didn't like those things. So we would go do those things. And then he moved. And suddenly I don't have anybody to go to the movies with. I don't have anybody that I can hang out with and chat and, you know, vent about our wives or whatever, or, you know, just hang out with. And it it's, it kind of left that void, but I guess maybe it becomes from the fact that I am one of seven kids. I've always had all my siblings around me and then you know, and I'm one of four boys. So me and my, I've got three brothers, I got three little brothers. And so I didn't necessarily need a lot of friends. I never need, I never really needed outside friends because I always had my brothers and especially my brother who's just younger than me because we did a lot of the same stuff together. You know, now we both have kids. We worked together for a long time. So we were always, I would say I was closer with him than I was with the rest of my brothers. And it's kind of just sometimes that happens. Um, but in with, without him here, I suddenly was like, well, I don't have anybody to be around. And one of the guys from work actually, because I was like, yeah, I want to go see this movie, but like, I, I can't like my wife doesn't want to go see that. And then we got the deal with the kids and all this. You know, normally I would have seen it with my brother and, and our wives would have stayed and watched all the kids and they'd have had a day to themselves and we'd have had a day to ourselves and whatever. But he was like, well, it's like, just go with me. It's like, my wife doesn't want to watch it either. It's like, it's like, I'll go with you because I'm one of those. I don't want to go to the movies by myself. Feel weird. And I feel again, kind of go to, I'd feel bad taking off and going to watch a movie that I want to watch and leave my wife with the kids. So, and maybe we should, maybe I should do something like that and say, Hey, I'm going to go watch this nerd movie. And then you can go off and go watch your movie that you're going to enjoy. But she doesn't want to do the things by herself either. 
in a very similar note, we don't eat alone. Like if, like, I don't go out to eat. Like if, if she were whatever the situation may be, like we sit down and we eat together or I eat with the kids or whatever, but like, I'm not going to, if she's not hungry or whatever, and she's not eating, I'm probably not going to eat. Or if she's sick and not, like, I'm probably not going to eat. If I didn't eat with the boys, I'm probably not going to eat just because I don't feel right eating without her, you know, sidebar, whatever. But, um, yeah, the guy from work, he was like, Hey, you know, we can go watch this movie. I was like, uh, I'm, I'm just not comfortable with it. I'm like, and you know, he would, you know, he kind of, I wouldn't say pushed it on, but he would like, kind of bring it up. He's like, Hey, you know, you still want to go see this movie? You know, and all that kind of went on and it eventually kind of went away. Uh, but recently one of the guys that used to, he left the company and he's come back recently and he, I, you could say he has made it a, a point. He was like, you know, I like you. You're like, you're kind of a dick, but you really remind me of my dad. And I, and he's like, you know, I really just want to like go out to lunch with you and hang out. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I like all flat out. I've, I've like openly flat out shut. I was like, no, like one, I was like, I don't do that. Like I don't socialize with anybody outside of work. Like I just don't. And I'm awkward enough in certain situations. Like I'm as open as I am with the work guys in our work environment because we are, you know, we're forced together and all of these sort of things. And it's a different, you know, it's a switch in my head. I'm in work mode. I'm in talking to guys at work mode. But if we were out somewhere else in another environment, my brain would be in a completely different mindset. And, but I, I just like, I, I get... I don't know if I'd call it social anxiety necessarily under normal circumstances, just going out into society and trying to do normal activities and crowds and things like that. I'm, uh, don't touch me, get away. I'm going to stay in my little bubble, but I, it, it's interesting because he's very insistent. He really wants, and every time I work with him, like maybe every couple of days, if we do work together, he'll mention like, really, I just want to like, go out and just like have lunch, just, you know, hang out. Like I can't like, dude, I've got, I don't do things like that. I've got a wife and kids and I, I have responsibilities at home, you know, and he's a young guy. He's in his, he's in his twenties and you know, he's not married, doesn't have kids. <laughs> like I have responsibilities and I have a certain, uh, just, sort of my, I feel like I need to be home. <laughs> like I need to be home. I need to be taking care of my kids. I need to be spending what limited time I have with my wife. And it was interesting because the day of the big storm, um, you know, we we're just talking about all the stuff with, uh, stuff going on at the house and, uh, and the, the next day we were working together again. And he's like, he was like, <laughs> he even told me that he was telling his girlfriend, he's like, Adam really opened up to me last night. It was amazing. I think I'm finally breaking in, breaking through with him. And it was like, 
this guy legitimately really wants to be my friend. And he says all the time, it's like, I like you. I really want to be friends with you, like outside of outside of just working together. Like, yeah, but it's and it's not even like I have a problem with the guy. But my brain, I don't desire. I don't have that thing where, you know, most guys and I and I use that phrase specifically. Most guys seek out other guys to hang out with. I don't. I've never really had that draw. For the most part, most of my friends and all of my good friends really have been females. Now, I've got a handful of, of friends now in the podcasting space that are, that are guys. But still, my best two friends, the, my, the two closest people that I interact with the most are Heather and Emily. <laughs> you know, I... And I chat with Chris and Mike and we kind of do our, we, you know, do the guys being guys, busting each other's balls stuff. And in that group, I'm the young guy. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm in my, I'm going on 34, but I'm, I'm the kid in that group. Those guys are both older than me. But that's all. Never met the guys. Still in person. Never met them. Um, much like, you know, Emily lives on the East Coast. New, Heather lives in New Zealand. Uh, Gareth lives in in Australia, or Gareth and Bex, and you know my my podcasting friends are all over the place. Even the ones that are close by, I still have I don't interact with in person, and I I just don't I don't have that desire necessarily to have friends <laughs> to have friends in like the in the real world, and it's. Like, I'm afraid of having friends necessarily, but I just don't have that, like, I want to go and hang out with the guys. I just don't. You know, I my release is not going out and hanging out with the guys. It might be sitting down playing video games, or it may be sitting here talking to you and getting all of this crap out of my head, or, or any of those sort of things. And I realized when I'd say how like, oh, I'm all introverted and all this. But then last week I'm talking about I want to start an interview show. <laughs> Normal is not my specialty. Just saying. And just about every, you know, all the little tweaks and things about facets of my my personality are very contradictory. It's like, what? I want to start an interview show. Why? Because I want to talk to my podcasting friends. I really have no desire of having real life friends. Ness is not necessarily, well, you know, I don't seek out the company of other guys. Whereas most people, humans are, are, are tribal in nature. People like to get together. And I don't necessarily. I guess for me, my my little, just like I built my tribe. I got married and I have a bunch of kids. That's my tribe. That's what I worry with. I contend with my kids and my interactions with my kids and my wife. And I have you know the guys that I work with, but that stays at work and home stays at home. And they're two very different uh, things. And I guess I, my family is big enough that I don't seek out friendships. But even in the, you know, guy at work who really wants to be my friend and I'm, and again, it's not even like I, like I, like I don't want to be his friend. It's that I just don't, 
I don't want to not be his friend. I just don't like aspire to be his friend. I don't aspire to have a big bunch of friends. And it's kind of like my uh, whole, I don't care about being rich bit. It's would it be? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, fuck off. I don't need you, your friendship, you know, get the hell away from me. But it's like, I'm, I, I don't have a desire to go out and hang out with you. I don't, I'm not like, yeah, I'd really like to go. It's like, no, I, I really don't care to go out and have lunch and hang out. It, it, it just, I just don't. And I can be very friendly and very conversational, very open with people when we're at work and we're having conversations and all these things. But when I leave and I kind of, <laughs> I equate it with like doing this, I will forget half of what I say here when I push stop. My brain compartmentalizes my, my social rea- interactions. And this is a whole other interaction. The interaction I have with, with you as I talk into my little blue puffball of a microphone and see the little blue lines of my voice appearing on a screen, which goes out through the magic of the internet into your ear holes because you're an awesome person and you're listening to me ramble about not wanting friends. And whether or not you decide to act on anything you hear or respond to anything that I say here, that interaction, whatever it may be, or whether you just sit there and listen and roll your eyes and say, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? You need therapy, which may be true, but I've kind of said in the past when I, when I'm done recording, when I'm done with the show, my brain, it's, it becomes like an etch-a-sketch. I go, you know, my brain goes control alt delete and wipes what I've said here in a general sense. Like I, I forget jokes. I forget things. I, I forget cracks I've made. I forget references I've made because everything is just free flowing out of my head. I had the general idea of talk about this whole friendship or my lack thereof thing this week, but that was it. And I, I knew like, yeah, okay. Mention the storm bit, mention the friendship bit. And that was it. That was the, the extent of what I knew I was going to say. And the rest is just me talking off the top of my head. And if you listen to me for any amount of time, you've picked up on that. But it's so when I go and have these sort of interactions, like, yeah, I'll inter- I'll have, you know, time with people at work. And then when I leave work, click. I'm in home mode and all of that is gone. And when I'm at home, I'm in home and I'm dad and I'm, and, and I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing there. And it's the same with, I have a, and everybody, you, you behave different in different social interactions and your different, the different groups that you interact with. You know, you're different around your kids than you are with your parents and you are with your, your spouse or the people from work or the people on the bus or whatever you, and you, behave differently depending on the social situation. And in my head, I wall, gate, lock the door. And I, you know, shaky, shaky, uh, etch a sketch, you know, control, delete, what's going, no, it's gone. They're all separate. And I don't necessarily care if they cross over. And I actually, maybe in a lot of cases, I, I don't care for them to cross over. Uh, even last night, uh, one of the guys I work with who is, actually been listening to the show since the very beginning because he's fucking crazy but 
he was giving me shit because I was, we were talking to a, a security guard on a job site and I was mentioning, I was like, how I was excited that I was able to knock out an entire editing of an episode for a client in a day. And just like, I just, you know, knocked, you know, knocked it out and got the entire thing edited. And he was like, editing. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a podcaster and I, and I edit podcasts. And he was legitimately excited about this whole thing. He's like, oh yeah, I listen to podcasts all the time. And like when I'm going to the gym and I'm doing this, like, and he was legitimately interested in the show and then talking about like how he wanted to do it, but he was all behind on the tech and not really sure about all the stuff and, you know, actually wanted my business card. I'm like, oh shit, this guy's actually interested. But my, the guy I was working with was giving me shit because he was like, yeah, but you know, he doesn't shout out anybody. I was like, yeah, because I intentionally don't talk about people from work in a general, generally. I usually don't talk about, I don't talk about work specifically at all, other than very particular cases. And I don't name anybody because again, the way I talk here and the way, the things I say would, ref, could reflect badly on my, my employer. So I don't, I, I keep that separation and I keep the separation, even though I talk about my podcasting stuff and my podcasting life at work, because I have little else to talk about. It's podcasting and my kids. These are the only things that I ever have to talk about. <laughs> and so there, I, I, but I don't talk about work here a lot. I talk about my kids. I talk about the weather and I talk about stupid people being stupid and crap going on in my head. And I do all that. But he was giving me crap about not mentioning him. I was like, I did mention you back at like episode five. <laughs> It just happens that was 110, 111 episodes ago. <laughs> that was three years ago when the show started and you were like, hey, can I get a shout out? And I did. When this show was completely different. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I just, I don't really know how necessarily to be a good friend, I guess. You know, like I said, I've got my podcasting friends, but you know, and, and, and when they're doing something like, and I, I kind of started thinking more about it, like uh, Matt from PRL, you know, I mentioned him going through his cancer troubles and all of that stuff. And I maybe mentioned it once as they'd say, Hey, they're, they're doing a, a GoFundMe to help cover cancer um, expenses and I mentioned maybe once maybe twice and I've mentioned uh, Harry Johnson from Hello Life and the pod stuff and they're still going through chemo and and all these tr radiation and all these treatments for him and his cancer and he's going to have a life of treatment it is go just going to be cancer treatment for the rest of his life. It's, and I, I mentioned it once or twice and the links are on the website to, to support them, but I don't have a huge following. I don't have a huge traffic. I don't, but I also, I don't push these things and I don't talk about them as much. And I feel like I'm a bad friend for that. Those people that I do consider my friends, like, like Perry and Lindsay and Matt and, 
Heather and Emily and and Mike and Chris and and all of my and Gareth and all my other podcaster friends. And I really feel like, especially lately, I've not been a very good friend. I've I've not been supporting them and been helping and doing and communicating and, and interacting with them as much as I used to, as much as I feel like I should for somebody that I consider a friend. And, and it kind of came from, uh, again, my, my chat with Heather last week. And also she was on uh, Best Forever's uh, podcast for Kindred Spirits with uh, Lisa Lucas. And then Shire, the entire show is about friendship and relationships. And Heather was on there talking about international friendships and you know, how they mentioned how uh, Heather and Elisa have like a regular, uh, I think it's like monthly uh, video chat, like Skype call or whatever. And how they, you know, they make sure to have that so just so they can communicate regularly. I was like, I, I don't have that with a lot of people that I consider good friends that, I, I mean, and I'm the same way with family, really. I, I kind of live in my bubble and it's something that, you know, my parents kind of nag about and my wife kind of nags about, especially with like, my wife talks to her dad and her stepmom every day, every day she talks to her parents. I don't talk to my parents and it's not like I have anything against them. I just don't reach out and I don't, I don't talk to them. I don't call my brothers. I don't, you know, I don't talk to my brothers and sisters unless there's a reason like, Hey, what's going Like, I don't, I don't just call to chat with my family. I don't just call. I just don't talk to people just to chat. That's what I do here. I chat with you and I realize it's probably not as healthy as, you know, calling up my brother just to say, Hey, or calling up my sister say, Hey, do you guys want to bring the kids over and, and hang out or do something. I don't do that. And it's just not, it's kind of not part of me. And I think that big, that's kind of when it comes to friends, that's why I'm, I say I'm bad at, at, at friendships. I'm bad. I don't have, I'm not good at being a friend. And I've never had a lot of friends before. Like I said, I was bullied in school. I had a very small social group and, you know, I, those people that I call my friends that I consider my friends, I, I care for dearly, but all things considered, if you had to, if you were looking at things from the outside, you would not be able to tell necessarily. I had a girlfriend at one point who everybody, and it was, it was part of why I now have my, I separate work and, and, and home life and, and outside social life. I was dating an employee at one point, but the thing was that, and I guess from a professional standpoint, it works better this way. When everybody found out that we were dating after we broke up, like she broke, like we broke up, she quit and it was a whole completely independent. She was moving, but, um, she quit and everybody, and we, we broke up, but everybody, like when everyone found out that we had been dating, which was months later when they found out, they're like, seriously, it looked like you guys hated each other. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a good, it's not even like it was a cover. It was like, this is work. 
that's outside of work. But I'm just not good at, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at those sort of at the friendships and things like that. How the hell I managed to, you know, get married. <laughs> you know, I did. I found somebody who likes me for one, uh, puts up with my ass, but that I was able to actually get married and now have four kids. Doesn't make sense because I'm kind of a lot of a dick and I, I'm not, I'm not good at being. And so here's the other thing though, the, for all my, I'm not good at being a friend and I feel like I'm a really bad friend when my friends are hurting, when I'm going to be there with, if one of my friends needs something, 100%, they know they can come to me. You know, you having a bad day, I'm there for you. You need to talk, you need to vent, you need to get something off your chest. I am there. But I'm not going to call you tomorrow. You need somebody to talk to, you need somebody to vent, you need somebody to do the thing, you need help with a whatever. Your grandfather just died and you just need somebody to cry with, somebody to just talk to you are stressing about, about this thing. You need somebody to talk to. I am 100% all the way. I'm going to be there. If you need just a pick me up and you are down, you like, you have a Facebook post and like, yeah, it's just been a rough day or whatever. I'm going to send you a stupid meme or something to make you laugh because I want, I want the people I care about to be happy and to, to laugh and I don't like them to be in pain. And again, it, you know, I, I've mentioned so many people and then I suddenly remembered like, like Paul from varmints, you know, very, he kind of publicly went through some really emotional stuff and he's still dealing with it. And I really didn't. And I, I should have been a better friend. And I, and it's another case of like looking at these people that I consider my friends and that when they were hurting and when they could have used somebody reaching out and saying, Hey, how are you doing? And I'm seeing the messages and people saying, you know, checking in on them and things like that. I'm like, I don't do that. I'm not a check in on you kind of person. I'm not a, I don't instigate. I don't instigate. I don't initiate conversation. And so and that sort of stuff is hard for me. And so even when I may necessarily know that my friend is in a bad spot and hurting, but I don't reach out to them. And I've, and I, again, that's, that's, those are the things that make me feel like I'm, like I'm a bad friend. I'm not good at friendships. Like I'm the guy that if, if you need me, I'm there, but you need to call me because if you don't call me, I don't know. So call me, text me, send me a message. I will be there for you. 100%. If you need to talk and you just need to whatever, if you just need to chat, you can call me. If any one of my friends drop me a message and, and really any of my podcaster friends, they hit, they send me a message 
bam, I'm there immediately. I'm on it. Like, no conversation. My friend actually reached out to me and wanted to say something to me or ask me a thing or talk about or whatever. I'm there. I'm totally, I, I commit to that. You know, that's, that's the kind of person I am, but I, I don't reach out to them. I don't reach out to people when I'm hurting, when I'm going through something. I don't feel, I will take on the burdens of everybody else's pain and everybody else's issues and everybody else's frustrations and things and everything. And I will listen to everybody but I won't tell you what's wrong with me. I won't tell you. I won't call you when I need help. I won't call you when I need to get something out. Which again, I probably need therapy. But I I guess <laughs> in a really twisted way, it's part of why you could say it's part of why this show isn't as big as it probably could be. I I probably, I know there are shows that are worse than this, worse than me emptying my head to you every week that do better, that have a bigger audience, that get more attention. And it kind of goes to, I would rather promote other people. I would rather put my time into saying you should check out my friend's show. You know, the the security guard who was interested in my show, who got my business card for editing and production service, to, and I'm thinking maybe he wants to start a podcast and maybe I can help him do that. He, I I ended up pitching him on, an, on another show too. Like, hey, oh, you're trying to do this and you've been into this sort of thing? Here's my friends who do a show that's about that. And this is what it's like. And I really dig that show and you should check it out. Like, even when somebody is literally asking me about my show, I'm telling them about somebody else's podcast that they should be listening to as well. And that's what I do. I, and I, like I said, I'm a better pimp than prostitute. I can promote everybody else better than myself. I'm terrible at selling myself. I'm great at selling everybody else. And that is, that's, that is my big problem. Uh, that is my fundamental problem is that I'm, I'm self, literally selfless to a fault in, in that regard. And it, like I said, it can, it, it relates to the friends thing. I will be there for you. And it's not even that I don't expect you to be there for me, but I'm not going to make you have to be there for me. I will be the sponge. I will be the, the, the cheap psychotherapy. I will be there to help you with whatever you need. But I'm not going to call you if I need help. I'm going to deal with my stuff. And I'm, I'm there for you. I'm just a... I almost force myself into, into one-sided relationships. Because I would rather help people than have someone help me. I don't know. I'm talking in circles at this point. I'm pretty sure I've been talking in circles for most of this. But I just, I've, I've, again, I, 
I don't script things. I don't think things ahead. I just, it, it falls out of my head to you hear it. But like I said, it's, it's kind of funny that this all happened the same week as a Sunshine Summit where the entire event is about friendships and relationships and connections. And with, you know, it, it's with one of the people that I have such a strong connection with that I do care about who, somebody who, I don't know if she realized that I don't reach out to people when I'm in a rough spot or whatever, but somebody who reached out to me because she's the kind of person that was like, Hey, I heard you're having a bad time. How are you doing? And again, I've talked about it before, but you know, when last November, when I was hurting and I cracked my ribs and all these things and Heather was checking in on me every day, (laughs) you know, that's why I say she's one of my best friends in podcasting because this is a person who checked up on me almost every day when I was, when I was sick and when I was, you know, cracked ribs and not working and in a lot of pain. And she reached out to me to say, Hey, how are you doing? I don't do that. So I say better. My, my friends are better friends than I am. Um, and I don't deserve the, the friends I do have because they're all better friends than me. And so, uh, no pity, not a pity party. No, but <laughs> I don't know. I've got other stuff to talk about. I do. I have the rest of the segments of the show, I promise. But yeah, I just, I want to be a better friend to my friends, but it's kind of, it's not, I wouldn't say acting against type, but it's, it's not the kind of person I am. And as much as it pisses off my family that I don't reach out to people, it's not. And then I get, and then I get mad when they don't reach out. When everybody knows if you need something that I am the emotional sponge and I take things personally and very get very emotional about things and if you are hurting i need to know my to find out that one of my friends was going or family or somebody was going through a thing and they didn't tell me you know my mom had surgery multiple times she had surgery actually she didn't tell me that hurt I mean, it probably hurt more because it's my mom, but you know, a a friend's family member dies and they're going through a really tough spot and only to find out much later what happened. Like, why didn't you call me? You know, brain, uh, I'm, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a ball of contradictions. That's just me. Welcome to the show. <laughs> All right. Not a funny show. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm going to take a promo break, play you some stuff for a couple of my friends, and I'm going to continue this theme through a abbreviated end of the show. I will be right back. Do 
know what I hate, Bex? What's that? Movie trailers. Seriously, we go to the movies, we pay a shit ton of money to go and actually see the movie, and then I've got to wait 10-15 minutes to watch like 7 or 8 trailers for movies some of them I don't give a shit about, some of them I do, but I've seen them like 18 times on YouTube already, I don't want to see it, just play the goddamn movie! But isn't that what this is? What? Isn't this like a, a, you know, like a trailer for our podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, that we try and do every single week? That you can find on Spreaker and iTunes. Or you can check out on garrisrandomramblings.space. You know what? I love trailers. They're the best. He's just a guy. He loves to ramble randomly across the wire. It's Gareth. Hey, my name's Paul and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> Recommended listening. So, continuing the bad friend theme, I haven't been a very good friend to you, listener, because... Part of the things that I do as your friend and the host of this show is that I give you other podcasts that I've been listening to and stuff and do all these features on other podcasts so you learn as much about them as as I can spew out of my head so you can check them out for yourself and see if you like them. And the last few weeks I've kind of been dropping the ball generally on segments, especially this one. And, and and a big part is because I haven't been able to listen to a lot of shows. There are some that I have lined up that I want to feature, but I want to kind of time them with certain things like it runs in the seasons and I don't want to talk about this show while it's not currently releasing episodes. Like, oh, when the new season comes up, then I'm going to feature them, stuff like that. Um, but right now, I just I didn't have a lot. And I've been, I'm still catching up on podcasts that built my backlog from when I was on vacation. And so, yeah, there's that. But uh, what I wanted to do this week is at least tell you some shows that I've started listening to. There, I'm not ready to give a full feature to yet. I haven't listened to them enough. I haven't, I've only got like one or two episodes maybe. But there are things that I, I'm, I, I enjoy and I think they're worth checking out. Even I'm going to, they'll probably get more full features uh, later. Uh, first off, sorry, all that intro, but first off is uh, Luke Who's Talking. As I mentioned, uh, Luke will be part of the Sunshine Summit. And it's one of those, again, Luke is part of the uh, Sunshine and Power Cuts Discord that's kind of where we met, and then he started his show, and so I checked it out. And when I first started listening, the first kind of he kind of picks a topic, and it's usually something from the news, and 
and and talks about it and ran and and rants and and such about it and i kind of described it as a a kind of like this show when i was doing the news it was like me doing the news if i knew how to stop talking <laughs> his shows are very short maybe about 10 minutes and it might cover one or two topics I'm like i i can't cover one topic in 10 minutes so it's worth checking out and so yeah, that's Luke who's talking. And I also, after so many recommendations, everybody's saying you need to listen to Rough Giraffe. You need to listen to Rough Giraffe. And so I finally listened to it over the weekend when I was on the road. And of course, the first episode I jumped into, they were talking about penises. To be fair, one of the hosts is a doctor. So it totally makes sense. But they just kind of, it's its a mother and daughter and they're English and they they are very silly and they, they will just kind of give you history and facts and, and little tidbits and, and, and spout off knowledge and make wise cracks about different topics. And it's, I haven't listened to too much of it, but it's, it's definitely hilarious. I, I'm definitely getting into it. So again, both of these shows absolutely deserving of full features, which they will get, but that is Luke. Who's talking and rough giraffe podcast and again luke is going to be part of the sunshine summit and either way check them out they're both cool shows and again both will definitely be getting their own real features in the future but you know what that means there's only one thing left for me to do it's time for the jackass of the week Man has to pay $8.8 million for seducing another man's wife. So, long story short, a guy meets a girl while working at a BMX stunt show. They start having an affair. And <laughs> ultimately, this ends in divorce for the woman and her husband. The thing is, the woman works for her husband's company. That's how she met the other guy. And the guy, the uh, you know, other man, I guess, he basically set up every time they would meet, every time they'd have their little off rendezvous, it was set up as, oh, he's sending his wife on a, the husband would send his wife on a vacation or on a spa day. Or he would, she'd be off on a business trip and he would meet her there. So her husband was basically paying for all of their little trysts. <laughs> and yeah, once the husband found out about it, he confronted them. There was a whole big violent interaction. Um, you know, <laughs> but it turns out that said adulterer guy such a harsh word but it's really kind of the most fitting thing here but he actually lived in north carolina and in north carolina it is legal to sue somebody for quote alienation of affection or knowingly engaging in extramarital affairs and so the husband actually brought a ton of evidence to court call logs, hotel receipts, social media posts, 
all these things, you know, and his wife was like, no, our marriage was already, you know, failing before I started having this affair. And he's like, uh, there's no proof of that. And so basically they, the courts ruled that this guy willingly came between this man and his wife and disrupted their marriage. And, and so he is, uh, liable for ton, like all these damages. And let's see, he filed for criminal conversation, alienation of affection, negligent infliction of emotional distress, plus assault and battery for the fight they had. And so the courts ordered him to pay $8.1 million in punitive, compensatory, and tangible damages. And the guy lost a job (laughs) because he was working for this guy. So he lost his job and an employee because his wife worked for him and she got fired. And then the courts awarding is looking to award him even more compensation. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the wife and the, the boyfriend guy are trying to uh, fight this, but you know, you should really know there are two, 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 uh, things to take away from this story. One, know your local laws. <laughs> and two, which is really more important, don't sleep with other people's wives. Affairs are bad, okay? Dickhead. Just saying. Jackass. <laughs> So, that's it for the show this week. Thank you so much for checking me out. Remember, for links to all of my recommended listening features, uh, links to subscribe to the show, and all the other show notes for past episodes, check out odddadoutpodcast.com. Reach out to me there or hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at odddadoutpodcast.com. Drop me a line. Tell me what you think. If you have a problem and you just need someone to talk to, I'm there. I talked about it a bunch this week. And remember, check me out and check out the entire Sunshine Summit coming up starting this weekend. Go to sunshineandpowercuts.com. Click on the Sunshine and Power Cuts tab. Or I've got a link on my homepage as well. Check it out. Check out all the hosts. I am going to be on this Sunday and I will probably be talking about it next week because why the hell not? It gives me built-in content. But anyway, thank you again for tuning in and until next week, I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night. Good night.